Computer, initialize Holosuite. Hello, and thank you for joining us on the Janeway, the Voyager podcast, where my co-host, who has fire in his mind and also in his pants, <laughs> Liam Smart, <laughs> and I, Suzanne Williamson, look at Voyager episodes to work out whether our favorite captain has approached things in the right way, the wrong way, or the Janeway. Fire! <laughs> <laughs> uh, well... Yeah, <laughs> currently. It's not a rash. <laughs> Do you need a topical analgesic for that? <laughs> it's just a lot of... Okay. <laughs> um, I'm, 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 anyway, before we get started on the episode today, why not give us a follow on Twitter at the Jane underscore way. That way, that's where we post new episodes, um, info about when we record, um, stuff sometimes. Other crap. Yeah. Uh, I've been pretty lax on it recently. We also got a TikTok. Suzanne set us up. I don't understand TikTok because I'm a boomer. Neither do I. <laughs> You're not a boomer. <laughs> You're younger than me and I'm not a boomer. Well, I act like a boomer when it comes to technology. Oh, okay. So we'll have to figure out the TikToks hmm. and- and how we do this. I mean, the only TikToks I've watched are like those ones that get uploaded to Twitter and they're just like five second videos of boys taking off their clothes. And I'm like, eh, sure. So that's just what I kind of figure TikTok's about. So I don't quite know how that works for uh, a podcast, but nobody wants to see this shit, I tell you. Or they do. To be honest, probably, yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> we do skew a bit gay. Also, I'm drinking vodka today. It's midday. Yeah. <laughs> drinking vodka. I, I remember to put my beer in the fridge, so I'm all good. All good. Well done. No wine tonight. So, Suzanne, before we get started, Prodigy came yes. out, and I haven't seen the first episode yet because I'm not really sure if it's out in Australia or not. I haven't actually checked because I've been busy. Um, can you give me a non spoiler review? Ah, uh, non spoiler. There's some kids on a planet. And they're being used as child labor. Oh wow, dark. And then stuff and thing happen. Things happen, and John Noble is there. At least his voice is there, <laughs> which made me super happy. Even though he's a bad guy, he's still awesome. Janeway eventually shows up, and I cried just hearing her voice. Yeah, well, just sort of seeing her, and even though it's not her hologram heart, but it was. Freaking awesome. I loved it. Yeah. My kid loved it. Oh, because Logan knows Janeway, obviously. Oh, God, yes, he knows Captain Janeway. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm really excited to watch it. I'll get Paramount Plus as soon as I can. 
and uh, Yay. watch it. I mean, there's nothing else on Paramount Plus Australia that I'll probably watch because everything's still on Netflix. Are they going to be having a showing Discovery on that when it comes out next month? I'm assuming it's going to be on Netflix because Netflix paid for it. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. I'll get it because it's Trek. That's that's it. So, Suzanne, Cold Fire. Yes. Cold Fire. Thoughts? Also known as Boiling Tuvok. Yeah. Can you imagine if Neelix started cooking Tuvok? He would have thrown a Leola root. Oh. Just wouldn't no. have tasted right. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. No. Terrible. Um, what did you think of it? Your pre-discussion thoughts, may I ask? Oh, my pre-discussion thoughts... I, I've always liked this episode. Mm. It's kind of interesting. We get some more weird caretaker stuff that we will never see again. Mm-hmm. And we get a lot of Kess action. And I like that. Give me more Kess. Mm. And the whole budding Tuvok Kess friendship. That's entirely yeah. my take on it. Like Kess, like they're setting up Kess with a character arc here. That they just fuck over yes. in the future. But I appreciated a well, an episode that was dedicated to Kess. Because sometimes she really gets like two lines an episode. Uh, so it's, it's, it's kind of nice to see her shine. And I've mentioned it many, many times before. I don't think you have. Other than Kate Mulgrew and maybe Roxanne Dawson, I would put Jennifer Lean right up there as the top of the actual actors on Voyager. Oh, yeah. She was she was talented. Extremely talented. So IMDb rates this episode something. I don't know because I don't have it open. I will open it up. Uh, 7.1, which is acceptable. Nice. Which is yeah. absolutely sublime for IMDb because they never fucking get it right, ever. <laughs> In terms of user reviews for IMDb, they range from really good to... What drivel? What? There's no drivel in this episode. What the hell are you talking about? And then there's this one that goes, Kess gets intimate with flowers. Yes, she does. And it's like, there was a ton of sexual overtones during the back and forth dialogue between Kess and Tannis, and I feel very weird for a minute or two. It's like, mm, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Who were they more turned on by? That's the question. Mm. Why did they feel weird about it? I mean, to be honest, Kess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gary yeah. Graham, but... Oh, now see, I had a thing for Gary Graham when he was on Alien Nation. I have never seen it. Oh, I loved that show. Although I was really more into Eric Pierpoint, who played George Francisco, the actual alien on Alien Nation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even with his alien makeup on and everything, I was like, oh, yeah, he's hot. Suzanne, like Suzanne gets bonus for Aliens. <laughs> You've heard it here first. <laughs> In new kind of fairy, I guess. <laughs> oh, just tank Tanese aliens, that's all. Okay. I think I should move on from that as well. Yes, please do. <laughs> <laughs> are we ready to start? Have you? Are you in your... Oh, God, I feel tipsy already, but that's because I haven't eaten anything. My power went out because of a wild storm that we had. and like Sky spirits. It was definitely the sky spirits. Couldn't have a cup of tea, so that was the start. So I forgot to take the gay pill. But it went out when I was in the shower halfway through. And I was, like, showering, (laughs) butt naked. And I'm, like, shampoo in my hair. And then the power goes out, and it's pitch black in there because there's no windows in my bathroom. Oh, Lord. 
and it's like oh <laughs> oh no and then the water almost went cold like i quickly got rid of the shampoo oh because i've got instantaneous yes. gas which needs the um pilot light which is electrical yeah. run so i'm like fuck so i got rid of that and i'm like well that was great and then all, and then the power was out for like seven or eight hours or something so then i'm like i don't trust all the food in my fridge so i pretty much threw most of it away as long as you didn't keep going in there it would have been fine oh well <laughs> lesson learned so yeah i haven't i haven't eaten anything yet and i'm drinking vodka so probably not a good mm-hmm. start i'm gonna have to go and get maccas after this i reckon anyway we open this episode on a recap suzanne of uh caretaker just in case you forgot the whole premise of the show we've opened with a recap i was blown away that it's only been 10 months that's like, what, what? <laughs> it's like it's like 10 months Neelix has lost his lungs, been pecked his eye, has his eyes, has had his eyes pecked out by a magpie. He's, there's been Kazon trying to attack them. Phage has almost ravaged them with the Vidians trying to steal some lungs and organs. They've been to a creepy pleasure planet. They've done a lot in 10 months. Yeah, this is the trip from hell. Yeah. Really? And Ensign Wildman is still pregnant. She is, but that's because of her husband, the alien. A longer gestation period for Katerian yes. human relations. Mm. Yes. But those horns must be like really ripping up her womb right now. That has to hurt like nobody's business. They didn't think that through on, on like <laughs> producer battle, did they? No. But yeah, so it's t- only been 10 months since they were at the caretaker. So it's been like a ro- rollicking. Is that the word I want to use? It's been a rollicking ride. It's uh, it's something like that. <laughs> and it's been a bitch, is what it's been. Yeah, and Janeway has had at least seventy-two different hairstyles in that time. <laughs> yes, yes, she has. <laughs> oh, Captain, I see you've got the Wednesday look. <laughs> 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 it's like, oh no, this is a bit different. Yeah, so I was, I was quite surprised. It was interesting that they opened with a recap, though, because I don't think anyone would have forgotten. What would have happened from Caretaker? Maybe they would have forgotten what the rock was. Oh, maybe. Yeah, what, that's What true. the hell is that rock? Why is it resonating? That's true. <laughs> I've got opinions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> yes. Um, so, like, the real sort of cold open to this episode is, I think, Tuvok's quarters, whereby mm-hmm. Tuvok is mind-melding with Kess and showing her... The way to open up her abilities, which is kind of what we wanted to see because we know Kess has telekinetic or telepathic abilities or whatever. And it's good to see that someone else who has got like super mind control helping her out with that. Yes. So he asks her to sense the thoughts of other people. And in the symphony of all the voices, isolate one. (laughs) And she hears Neelix. Of course she does. It's Neelix. <laughs> He's having his hair cut. Oh, Neelix. And why is he talking about ear hairs? That was gross. I know, but it reminds me of the fanfic we read last week. I know, and Warner. that's why it was gross. <laughs> You're like vomiting I was like, in no. your chair. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty interesting. So yeah, she she hears Neelix. I would have like, to be honest, tried to hear out one of the more attractive members of the crew. 
Yes, what is Ayala saying? I would like to know. Might not be saying anything. He might be making just noises, though. That'd be fine, too. Mm. Some grunting, moaning. I'm down with that. <laughs> it's all really about grunting and moaning. We get some Janeway moments again this episode. <laughs> She finishes her lesson, so to say, with Tuvok, and she turns out that she's late to sickbay. And the doctor's like, how is school, Kess? It's kind of like, mm, mm, is she really at school? Like, Why isn't she hanging out with me? I can teach her stuff too. Oh, he was totally jealous. Totally jealous. Oh, yeah. It's like, are you forgetting that this accompanist has like the big brain? She can do lots of things. Um, she's clearly a competent nurse and probably could be a competent doctor too um, yeah. and surgeon and so on. But yeah, he's totally jealous. And then we get to the plot of the episode. They hear a high-pitched noise and it's coming from the dead alien rock. But is it really dead? Dun, dun, I need to know. We need to find out from Balana. So that's that's cool. The whole point of this particular episode was to bring up Suspiria and to eliminate the fact that they can't get home via Suspiria, that they are stuck in the Delta Quadrant, because the studios were mm-hmm. not happy as such with the whole Lost in Space sort of stuck out there grim vibe of it, and they wanted a way for Voyager to be able to get back sooner. So they sort of had this extra addition saying that, oh, yeah, the caretaker had a mate, just in case that... It wasn't popular mm-hmm. being out in the Delta Quadrant so that they could come back. Yet they keep bringing up that whole, here's a different way to get back. Oh, Q could send us back. Oh, we could steal Bork technology. So this is something that they keep dipping back into. Yeah, so then we jump to the credits. And after the credits, we're still in sick bay. So we open back up with Janeway just staring at this rock. Years in acting school <laughs> she's, to stare at a rock. She's really like close to that rock, like. Super close. Maybe she thought it... Could she get closer? Uh, she could. She very much could just put it in her mouth and feel the resonation in her mouth. But then that's <sighs> cock, not rock. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Balana is scanning it. it. She says it's inert, that there's no life signs available, but it's like clearly there were life signs. And then Mr. Tuvok, the also logical fellow, wants to put it in a level three biohazard. And Janeway's like, oh, yeah, yeah, fine. Shouldn't it have been there to begin with? Well, it's a well, it's dead. They didn't know that for sure. They don't know anything about this sporocysteine, I think that's what it was called, alien. <laughs> True. I mean, do we? is this a decision from, like, Caretaker? I think so, especially if the word spore is in there. Oh, yeah. It could have, you know, puffed stuff out at any time. The Last of Us in space. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. So you think it's wrong. You think they should have had it in some kind of level. But they had it in a canister. In a cupboard, Suzanne. In a high-tech <laughs> in a cupboard. <laughs> Next to, like, teacups or cozies or something. Mm. Yeah, that would have been funny. Like the Doctor's antique teacup collection. <laughs> <laughs> in the cupboard in sickbay. <laughs> And it's resonating and it knocks one over. Damn it. Oh, God, it's the fourth floor again. (laughs) Uh, So wrong way for that, even though. I guess it should have been in a containment unit of some sort, not just a little 
dish. Okay. With the lid. I get you. I get that. So then this rock starts to wiggle. And they're all fascinated by it. (laughs) And it's some kind of sporocystian resonation. And Jamie's like, oh, 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 yeah, I know exactly what that means. (laughs) Science is happening. And then she gets her boner. And then she's like, Kim, Kim, scan for sporocystian life forms now. Okie dokie. Right call there to be like, oh, this this could be our way home. Yes, definitely right call. Or Janeway because it's like science boners. No, that's a, that's a right call because she knew that there was another caretaker type alien out there. And finally, they've come across a trace of her, possibly. Track her down. Mm, using the wiggling rock. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I'll put that down as a right way. I agree. So up on the bridge, they find out that it's only 10 light years away. So they obviously... Um, set a course straight for it, which, you know, is covered by the mm-hmm. last right way call. They reckon that it's responding to the caretaker's mate, which yes. is a one thing about Voyager that's completely different to um, that other show, TNG, is that at least they're just like, yes, we're going to make this assumption straight away. Let's not try and sit down and figure out. Let's go to the conference room, talk about it. This is what it is, and here we go. <laughs> yeah, it's like, great, move the story along. So, Balana makes the rock into a compass. Which was pretty freaking cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, I suppose you can use rocks if they're, like, ferromagnetic or something to mm-hmm. compass yourself and orient yourself on Earth. Fine. But I... I don't know. I should really just suspend disbelief for this. Yeah. Don't try to make real science out of it. (laughs) Okay. Because I didn't see the rock moving in a certain direction, which is what would need to happen for it to be a compass. Yes. It's like, ping, sporocystine life form (laughs) at mark three, two, one point, whatever. And then how do you know which, which end is actually doing the pointing? What if you're looking at the wrong end? (laughs) so you're going the wrong way because you're following the butt instead of the nose some people are tops i know liam you do that (laughs) (laughs) i too have been known to follow the butt Beltran's butt. Mainly. Everyone should follow that. We need to make a Twitter account at Beltran's butt. <laughs> Somebody please do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like put out Ooh. pictures of Beltran's butt with like Chicote lines underneath. <laughs> yeah, that restraining order is coming. <laughs> Surprise hasn't blocked us. Uh, Tuvok has concerns, so he wants to create a toxin. Um, <laughs> I, I, I back it up for just one second. When she, when Janeway's talking to Blana and she's still on the bridge, she's like, "That's a great idea," and then cuts communication with her. She looks over her shoulder at Chakotay. Mm-hmm. They share a glance, and he gets this big smirk on his face. Nothing is ever said about that. I'm like, why the fuck is he smirking? What, yeah, I know. what did I miss? <laughs> What's going on here? 
<laughs> what was that about? I'm, I need to know. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, in real life, they're probably just like, what a stupid storyline. <laughs> in my head, I've figured out that possibly he was looking at her butt. <laughs> she turned around and caught him and he just got this big smirk like, yeah, I was checking out your butt. I was following the butt side of this rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the butt. So, yeah, Tuvok wants to create a toxin, and uh, Chakotay's face is like, yeah, sure, whatever, bro. And <laughs> Janeway agrees. Now. Yes. I think that's I think that's a bit of an interesting choice, that you agree to make a toxin. Like, it is essentially condoning killing. Well, no, it wasn't a toxin to kill. It was to incapacitate for a few moments. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I get that. And seeing as how what the previous caretaker did to them, you know, kidnapping them, sticking giant needles through them, you, know, you kind of want to be prepared coming across the other caretaker. I mean, we need to prepare Harry for some insertion somehow, like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just give him some lube. It'll be okay. Penetrate the Kim. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically... This toxin that they've created is a condom. Yeah, but it's a it's a it's a combination combo roofie then because she's kind of out of it for a little bit. Imagine if, like, you were in the middle of fucking someone, and their condom was like laced with some form of drug. So then halfway through, you start like tripping. So it's laced with LSD. Yeah. Also, have you ever had sex whilst on um, weed? I have never partaken. I don't do sex that easily, so I have to be pretty off my face. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, it was an experience. Moving on. I don't know whether I'll leave that in the episode. Or <laughs> so anyway, what was it, what, what did we decide? Right way, wrong way, or Jane way? That is a right way. You reckon? See? Yes. Be prepared for any possible outcome oh yeah i think you're taught that in the academy be prepared or in the boy scouts whichever (laughs) in the catholic (laughs) church motto i think be prepared you didn't hear what i said yes i did i'm just letting it go (laughs) just letting it go Oh, we're gonna lose it. I don't even know how many listeners we have anymore. I haven't bothered looking at that download numbers. We have two. (laughs) You and me. (laughs) (laughs) So we sort of like cut to engineering. Balana and Kim are trying to do some kind of thing with the rock in a disco chamber or something, and (laughs) they work out that where it is, and they set course and engage to where they reckon Suspiria is, or in this case, the female caretaker. When they reach it, they find another array, which is cool. I really liked that array. It was a little bit more sleek than the original array from Caretaker. Well, that and his had been attacked so many times. Yeah, true. It wasn't shiny and new. Mm. Yeah, no, okay, that's fair. Um, And they pick up that there's carbon-based life forms. And then you got Kim there holding for dramatic effect. Captain? It can't be. Is it? Let me verify. Verifying. Beep. Beep. 
beep, Captain, they're a comper. And it turns out that there's all of Kess's people on this array. Do you think it was a lazy sort of choice or? Why would Suspiria take them with her? Well, they were both, so both Suspiria and the male caretaker pretty much mm-hmm. destroyed a cumper, like the planet. Yeah. Um, so. But she didn't want to be bothered with, you know, taking care of the Ocampa, which is why she left. She's like, fuck it, I'm out of here. No, weren't they? Wasn't she like, didn't want to deal with the status quo? And I guess they took a bunch of Ocampa with them that also didn't want the status quo. I think that's what was said in this story. But what we had heard from the other caretakers, she just didn't want to be bothered and wanted yeah. to travel and uh, explore. Okay, no, no, that's fair. Yeah, okay. So then the array starts attacking Voyager with, like, these most pathetic fucking torpedoes. They're like, pew, and no, nothing happens to the ship. Pew, pew, pew. And I didn't realize it was Gary Graham to start with because I wrote down that, oh, this Akumpa looks like Saval from Enterprise. And then the longer <laughs> it went on, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Gary Graham. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy that. Recycled character. Or well, actor. Well, he was, he originally had, like, auditioned for, um... Janeway. Cisco and Janeway. Mm, I know, and... Before they, you know... I think that Cisco and Janeway couldn't have been played by anyone else. No. I mean, the character would have turned out very different if it was Gary Graham, but I do appreciate the African-American direction they took Mm -hmm. for DS9 and then the female direction that they took for... Voyager. It just it just makes oh, absolutely sense. He probably would. It was time. It's about damn time. And I think he does do a very good Vulcan. He does. He could have played. Mm, I reckon he might have made a better Archer than Bacula did. Mm, I don't know about that. No. Well, good job. We are not an Enterprise podcast. Uh, so they tell Kess that there's a Cumpens, and Kess seems excited, mm. and Janeway wants her to act as an intermediary. Which, you know, make, Which is smart. makes sense. It's smart. You utilize what you've got. Use your staff however you see fit. Maybe not however you Especially see fit. Especially since he doesn't want to talk to you. He didn't want to talk to Janeway. Yeah. So, smart move by Janeway. Is it worth a decision? Oh, yeah, Maybe. Maybe not. Not really. Yeah. 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 Decision. We don't have that many. So, yes. Right way. Right way. Okay. I'm doing this with my left hand. I do everything with my left hand. Are you a lefty? I am. Oh, dear. The hell do you mean by that? <laughs> I I can only, like, barely do anything with my left hand. Everything's everything's right. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> everything's right, okay. Although yesterday it was both hands. So, yeah, in, so Kess and the accompanied dude have a little chit-chat on the bridge and they agree to meet up in the conference room. So down in the conference room, they talk about the Sporocystian life form and that there's some random another accompanied there and it was like, oh, you just want to kill it. And Jim was like, no, how dare you think that? And then Saval, the accompanied, is like, well, sorry, Captain, but you've got a bit of a reputation. Uh, you are the ship of death. I loved that so much. I was like, yes, it makes sense. Voyager is the ship of death. Everywhere they go, they're like... They fuck shit up. Yeah. And yet nobody holds them to account. No. Nope. 
They even fucked up the Borg at the end of, like, the whole series. Yeah. Talk about destroying a civilization. They unleashed the Vardwar on everyone. <laughs> I love the Vardwar. Vardwar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so clearly things weren't really getting anywhere. So Kess is like, after listening to Tannis telepathically communicate, and they want to talk alone. Mm-hmm. So they do. Do you think the doctor was eavesdropping on the conversation? Oh, the doctor was always eavesdropping. <laughs> I was going to say, he's been known to do that. I don't think he'd just let Cass be alone with that dude. No, 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 not at all. I'm surprised Neelix wasn't standing outside the door. Oh, Lord. <laughs> when they're alone, Cass says that the crew are very trustworthy. And <laughs> Tannis is like, hey, Cass, show me your special place. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Creepy dude. So they go and show her the airponics bay. And I was like, you rude bastard. Saying that Voyager is sterile, cold, barren, with little life. I was like, you, you fucking asshole. And then Kess is like, mate, you live on a space station. Like, you can't talk. Unfortunately, we never got to see what he was using as his frame of reference. It's probably sterile, cold, and barren. And they only live for like... Well, mm. no. Because think about the original caretaker's array. Uh, it was like a giant holodeck, wasn't it? Yeah. So it could have been anything. Like a jungle. So they'd never have seen the sun either. Like real sun. Like yeah. real. So they're going to have such a big vitamin D deficiency. Actually, it's probably a big thing in space with vitamin D's for deficiency. Probably. You're just like, no thanks. I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's what they make supplements for. Touche. So we find out that he's 14 years old, which is very old compared Grandpa. to Kess. And Kess is like, what? No one's lived beyond nine. Um, and he starts talking about Suspiria, which then obviously gives a name to the caretaker's mm-hmm. mate. And then he starts bitching about how like the caretaker just wanted to keep them in the status quo, like we've already said. And that Mm -hmm. Suspiria just wants to help our abilities grow and seize the potential. Now, did he call their species the Nacine? The Nacine, yeah. I was like, that's just a weird name. Like, nay, as in no, Nacine. No scene? I don't know. Uh, I think. Nobody's seen him? I don't know. Oh, okay. I was just more thinking they just dumped a bunch of letters together like the majority of Star Trek. <laughs> it's like... So I was reading way too much into it is what you're saying. Yeah, probably. Because they're literally okay. like, well, PH says F and X is cool. Flux. Yes, Flux. that's a name. It works for me. That's literally how I think they pretty much do the entire naming of Star Trek <laughs> characters. Chakotay. He's like, oh, let's not even go there. (laughs) So they start talking about abilities and Tannis makes the plants grow and starts telepathically talking. That was kind of cool. You know, if this were 2021, like that scene, you'd actually see the plants grow as opposed to, Mm -hmm. um, you know, them just being grown. Boom, there they are. Yeah. So Kess is sort of amazed by it all. Later on that day, in the ready room, 
Janeway and Kess are talking, and Janeway has like this mama intuition going on. She reckons there's something wrong with Kess. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I always knew the accompanies could be OP, but my God, we're definitely OP. <laughs> what? Do you, do you even know what I'm saying? <laughs> I have no idea. OP, overpowered. Uh, okay. Okay. I just like that Janeway was telling her, be cautious. That was cool. And I've put that down as a really, really, uh, I've put that down as almost like a Janeway style decision. Oh, definitely. Because she's like. That was a Janeway. You you wouldn't get Picard doing that at all. It's like, yeah, he's showing you some really cool shit, but watch out. Mm -hmm. It's like, this guy just wants you in bed and just be careful. And he's old enough to be your Second grandfather, great great grandfather. Yeah, well, pretty much. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Remember what happened ten months ago? Um, <laughs> so on the quick like cut to the station, and then we get a the telepath Tanner. I'm actually pretty drunk. That's not good. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the station, uh, Tanner telepathically talks to Suspiria, and then Suspiria sounds mad, and she's got like this like scary lady voice. She sounds like an 80-year-old smoker. <laughs> Can you do an impression of an 80-year-old smoker? I cannot, but if anyone ever watched Night Court, like from the very beginning, the little old lady Selma, that's who she sounded like. <laughs> I know, you're like, what's Night Court? <laughs> In my head, I'm thinking for, about like an American version of Doc Cotton from EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> or Irene yeah, from Home and Away. <laughs> I don't know what those shows are. <laughs> are they some sort of period drama? No, 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 no. EastEnders <laughs> is like a British soap opera, and Home and Away is like an Australian soap opera. Okay, I don't do soap opera. Neither do I until that recently, and now I've started watching Home and Away again, and I feel oh, very. Lord. Very dirty for admitting that. Yeah, I was only forced to watch soap operas when I was young, and that was days of our lives. Oh, no. Moving on. (laughs) Like sand through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. I don't even get that. (laughs) What a stupid open to a sentence. Meanwhile, in what I'm assuming is a dining room. I don't understand the room that they were in for this. But they were having like a big lunch. And he was talking about how the Suspiria created lifespan extensions three generations ago. And in my head, I'm like, oh, that's only like 30 years ago. <laughs> Not <Yeah>. long. <laughs> Took her a while. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea where that room was. No, me neither. Because it wasn't the ready room. It wasn't the conference room. It wasn't any. No, it's weird. It's like a weird room. Um, He says that Suspiria isn't exactly a corporeal being. It sort of exists of energy in subspace, which is, you know, cool. A way to get around not ever seeing it that much. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Tannis asks Kess to stay. Yes. Would you stay? No. No, You'd you'd be like, "Mm, too powerful. Like, thanks for the offer, but... I'm having some amazing adventures with these crazy ass people in the last ten months. It's like it's only been ten months. It's been ten months. Would you believe what we've done? 
<laughs> I've given away a lung. I thought I was going to have a baby. <laughs> I held sticky hands and then hologram rubbed my feet. <laughs> a whale was having sex with the ship. You won't get that on your spaceship. <laughs> so in... Somewhere, I think it was engineering, Tuvok and the Doctor have made some that toxin that JMO was talking about to paralyze Suspiria. So that's cool. Gives you a little bit of context to what will happen later in the show. Uh, meanwhile, in the mess hall, this is where we get like a bit of working out of Kess's godlike abilities. So Tannis mm-hmm. is teaching telekinesis, um, like trying to move the cup to take a drink from it. And then Kess is told to see past the liquid look at the molecules and the atoms and to make it hot. So she does. Yeah. In between some lovely 1990s sci-fi CGI. It only gets better from here. <laughs> so she sort of boils the liquid and Neelix is like, huh, that's pretty neat. Although he did seem to be a little bit um, nervy about it. I thought he was very supportive. Oh, you reckon? Okay. Yeah, I was like that for once. Neelix is yeah, applauding what she can do, and he was not being. I liked it. Not being a wankstein. Not being whiny. Mm. And if this if this show was called the Neelix way, we'll give him a right way. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> ten months in, and he gets one. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, on the bridge, they don't find anything on sensors. So Tannis is like. Excuse me, can I use your communications equipment? And Jane was like, why, yes. Yes, of course you can. <laughs> Come right this way. It's like, here is access. Call everyone you want. Call the Borg. Call Q. And why would she take him over to Tuvok? Oh, Tuvok which is the station <laughs> where all the weapons are? <laughs> oh, no. Like- like, take him to Kim, damn it. I thought this was going to be a one wrong way. I feel like this is two wrong ways now. Yes. You're right. Why did she take him to security? I did. That was like, I could not fathom why she would do that. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's definitely two wrong ways. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's the wrong ways coming up fast right now. <laughs> They felt left behind. They're like, oh, hell no. <laughs> it's like, got to make some wrong decisions right now. <laughs> and then he tells them it's going to be a 47-hour wait, un- potentially, until Suspiria arrives. So that's a little bit of a, you know, a long time. Uh, 47, mm. yes. Couldn't be 48. I had to be 47. 47. Down in Tuvok's quarters again, Kess was really eager to show what she learned from Tannis. Um, so she uses the fire in her mind to boil the water. And Tuvok at the same time. And then she loses control. <laughs> and then she boils Tuvok. Which the makeup on that was pretty cool. Yeah, I will admit, he it did look very Halloween sort puffed of. Out, puffed out his cheekbones and hollowed in the cheeks. Blood coming down. I liked it. Kind of looked like a Botox plastic surgery kind of failure. No, he was a Vulcan walker. Oh, next time. Yeah, that's that's going to be the next spin-off of The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead Vulcan edition. <laughs> I would so watch that. You get- I have issues. The walkers would be like, <laughs> this is not a logical body to go for. 
the logical course of action right now is to run into this horde of zombies because there is no way to climb over this fence in time, so we might as well just walk into them. Okay, let's do that. The end. That was the shortest lived series ever. Mm-hmm. And I'd still watch it again. <laughs> Kes is screaming. Yes. It's terrifying. It is, and it doesn't help the situation. Girl, call sickbay, do something. Mm, I know. So she's just like, ah, ah, and me going. She's been trained for shit. She shouldn't be screaming. No, but then again, she fixed the Tuvok. She probably couldn't. She obviously didn't have control though over the fire that she was dealing with. But still, she's seen what she caused. Now she needs to fix it. Well, uh, fix your errors, bitch. Uh, That's right. So down in sick bay, yeah. Tuvok's like, what happened? And the doctor starts explaining it. And the doctor really should have just turned around and be like, um, yeah, Kes boiled you alive. <laughs> Fancy that? <laughs> so he tells Tuvok to rest a little bit. But no, he wouldn't rest. Vulcans are the worst patients. They are right behind captains. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, so the doctor disappears and then Kes apologizes. Tuvok was so snappy with her. He was just his normal Vulcan self. I don't know. He's very snappy. Mm. I like the whole, I I understand you might be feeling remorse or guilt. But I was like, yeah, she she definitely is. Mm Mm-hmm. So you still want to teach? Yes, that's fine. Well, basically, yeah, I I feel like I do need to teach you because you suck at controlling your stuff. Yeah, you're really bad. Really, really bad at this. So we go back down to the airponics bay. Kes walks in and she's just sort of like, oh, this is my happy place. And then Tannis is there, like creepily standing in the background. Yeah. Where else has he been creepily standing? Um, Outside the sonic shower. Probably. Mm. Why Why does he want Kes so bad? That is never answered. I don't know why he wants them so bad. Like, it, it, yeah, maybe she, maybe he just wanted to bone her. But he's so old. But you know, it's like half your age plus seven, like that silly rule. Maybe to them it's like. I don't know that rule. You do, oh, okay. I, I need explanation. Don't bone anyone younger than half your age plus seven. Okay. So I'm, I'm 23 currently. How old are you, Suzanne? Old enough. No, just tell me how old. You don't need a calculator. I do need a calculator. Oh. Because I can't think. Well, for me, I can still bone 23-year-olds. Plus seven. Okay, 29 and a half. Oh, so you can still bone me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Except you wouldn't. Oh, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I just wouldn't know what to do. I'm sorry. Yeah. I wouldn't work out which way of the rock I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> where, where were we? Oh, yeah. So, I have no idea. So Tannis is like, these people are puny. They can't feel anything. All they can feel is just with their touch of their hands. So Tannis basically <laughs> wants her to feel with his mind. Or her mind, sorry. Mm-hmm. And he goes, touch it, Kess. Touch it. Feel it with your thoughts. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, mm, you don't want her to touch the flower, do you, mate? No, and she got, like, super 
excited with those flowers. I know. And like the terrible color changes. He basically has a mindgasm. Like, yes, that is exactly what happened. It's, and then her burning them all up. That's she. That's one hell of a climax. A pyromaniac. <laughs> a pyromaniac climax. Because pyromaniacs get off on with the fire, you know. Yeah, yeah. There are plenty of them in Australia, that's for sure. Bad kiss, bad. So if this is what it's like, so you can feel the plants and all of that. Mm-hmm. What would a company intercourse be like if it's that heightened for just plants? But then you also got the the suction cup hands, so you're not getting away either. Oh, I forgot. That's right. Sex is not just like <laughs> penetrative. No, it's it's a week long process. Mm. Yeah. Uh, let's not talk about vol- um, a compensate. <laughs> Good. Let's not. <laughs> so uh, the whole scene with Kess sort of like falling into the fire was very demonic. In a way, which I thought was kind of cool. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, he's constantly again asking Kess to go back to the station and that Suspiria is your future. He's like, oh, honey, be careful. This is a cult. Yeah. I, I just want to know why he wanted her so badly. I, I need answers. But we never get them. So, I know. Meanwhile, down in. It's my fourth floor. <laughs> Meanwhile, down in engineering, the disco corpse is uh, reacting again to something. <laughs> and Balana's like, oh, I think we're just right on top of us. So Jamie's like, Tanner's come to the bridge. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. And then you see like these tentacle things coming down in sickbay. Yeah, that really, it looked like a bad snake. It did, didn't it? it yeah. Yeah. But then again, it's 90s CGI. I wonder when this episode actually yeah. aired, though. Like, the day that it came out. Because it was very, very... Sometime in 96. Oh, yeah. It was very... Halloween-y. Yeah. 13th of November, 1995. They just missed the freaking Halloween. Mm. So it was sort of a little bit scary. Oh, they could have been played at, like, The Simpsons. Treehouse of Horror is usually after Halloween. I do like The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Yeah, so back to that weird odd room. And then this is where I get really confused with my notes, so I'm really sorry. Um, Tannis said to Kess that it's time to go, so he's clearly realised that um, Suspiria is there to destroy the ship and needs to get mm-hmm. Kess off of that, off of Voyager. Maybe that's why. Maybe he just didn't want another Accompan to die. Where are they going to go? The space station. No ship. The station. But they're not there. They're not near the station. The meeting place is not near the station. Oh, oh, yeah. Plot hole. <laughs> Down in engineering, Tubok finds the female caretaker and then he tells the bridge. Kes can hear the other Ocumper on the station. So sort of like what's happening like simultaneously. And then mm-hmm. Janeway walks down to engineering and f- hears a crying girl and finds a little child, probably about, what, 10 maybe? Nine? I'd say eight. Eight to 10, Yeah. yeah. And Jane was like, I've been looking forward to meeting you, little girl. <laughs> so they have a little chit-chat. Suspiria thinks that uh, Voyager and Janeway specifically killed the caretaker from mm-hmm. the pilot. And then her voice changes back to that chain smoker. Selma. <laughs> Selma. 
<laughs> her Selma voice. Selma Bouvier. <laughs> that would work too. <laughs> so Kes feels, or oh, Kes is still, Kes is still feeling like the accompanied voices and the feelings of the accompanies, but then somehow tunes into Suspiria, and she mm-hmm. can feel Suspiria's anger and her sadness. Yeah, and realizes that basically she wants to kill people. And then we get down to engineering again. There's blood on Janeway's shoulder, which was kind of cool because she looks up and was terrified at the fact that Tuvok and Balana were just sort of suspended. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was definitely Halloween-y. So then Suspiria starts doing the same thing to Janeway, like obviously all like telepathically or whatever, or telekinetically. <laughs> and then this is Janeway's sex noise again. Yeah. It's like, oh, Kate Mulgrew, lovely. So on the bridge, they realize that the molecular structure of the ship is fucked, but at least we get the Chak in charge. Yes. He doesn't really know much what to do except bridge to Janeway. Bridge to Janeway. Where are you, mom? Dude. Dude. Where are you? You were a captain. You can do this. (laughs) He should know, shouldn't he, really? Um, so yeah, back in that room, Tannis is really trying to convince Kess to come now, like almost abusively. And then when Neelix is like, no, don't, don't take her or leave her alone. Neelix is literally thrown across the room. Yes. That was a total Darth Vader move right there. Just throw him with your mind. (laughs) And then Kess is like, how dare you hurt Neelix? And so she like boils his brain. Yeah. He unleashed the beast there with Kess. Shouldn't have taught her that. And uh, I love Jennifer Lean's face. She's like almost constipated when she does it. <laughs> well, maybe she was. <laughs> so Suspiria starts to lose control because Jack Kess is attacking Tannis and Janeway shoots a child <laughs> and traps <laughs> it in a force field. Now, now should Suspiria and Tannis have been that connected? Doesn't make sense for them to be. No. But I guess they needed some sort of connection for it to work i don't know yeah how else were they going to take her down it's implausible because of how powerful suspiria is but mm-hmm. yeah i guess they're like fuck how do we do this let's just make it up and pretend or they could have had chakotay come storming into engineering because he couldn't get the captain on the comm sees what's going on quick grab grabs the weapon and sh- shoots the little girl that would have been prob- that would have been better chak saves the day yeah janeway shooting the child? Janeway. Is it? Or is it the right way? It's, it's a right way. It's the right way. Yeah. But <laughs> right. also, the, the, just the- But I just can't see Picard shooting a child. Just the imagery of making Kate Mulgrew shooting a child is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so then they have a little chit chat again, and Janeway then tells Tuvok to remove the force field. That's a Janeway. That's a Janeway. I'm going to put everybody at risk because the bitch could try and kill us again. He's like, but I have my morals. All right, Janeway it is. I'm showing you mercy. And yeah, as soon as she pretty much turns it in, they talk about mercy. And then the girl turns into that centipede thing. (laughs) What was that? Why? (laughs) Why did you choose that to be? So anyway, that was. Why not just disappear? Yeah, I mean... It, That's a choice. You could do that. It would have been cheaper and would have stood the test of time. Yeah, just poof. It gone, and that sort of ends the fact that the whole caretaker mystery plot has been solved. 
And then we, we end the episode on, I think it's two Vox Quarters talking about abilities with Kess and that Kess is like, oh, I don't really want to do this. I have too many dark impulses and Tuvok has the line. Mm-hmm. Without darkness, how do we recognize the light? It's like, ah, oh, what a nice way to end that episode. And then that's it. Never mind, Jane, we didn't ask before Suspiria left. Please send us home. She that's all we didn't, want. did she? Please send us home. How about I will lower this force field if you send us home? Yeah. That's a bit that's a bit fucking piss poor, isn't it? Go all that way to yeah. sort out all that shit and then don't ask when you've literally got them. Because if they live in subspace... Got the person that could do it. Yeah, and if they live in subspace, they can just be anywhere because... Yeah. But then again, how can something so like powerful be like stopped by a force field? Because she was a little girl. Also, why is she a centipede and <laughs> the caretaker, original caretaker, just like a fucking He was blob. a blob. Like, Murph. <laughs> Oh my god, Murph! Murph. That, is, is that what Murph's going to be? <gasps> no. That's what. Oh no. Oh, it's a nice scene. Holy crap! I think I will fall down if that truly happens. Oh my god! I think I did see something on Twitter that it, Murph is a like a really niche reference. Whoa. Imagine if we're correct. We were not correct at all about season three of Discovery. <laughs> no, we weren't. <laughs> I was correct about Janeway being a hologram. You were correct. Very true. Murph is an A scene. I would love it. I, I would be like, how would they? How would they put that in? That might be how they get back. I think that's the case. That would be that would be amazing if fucking Murph turns out to be an A scene. That would be so cool. <laughs> you heard it here first on the Janeway. <laughs> All two of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, that's the end of the episode, Suzanne. What do you reckon we ended up with? Right way. We did. We got four right ways, three wrong ways, and two Jane ways. So, I thought it was more right ways than that. So, well, that's good. We were close. It was close. And we did have that double wrong way in there. So, it turns out that Jane May has done this episode the right way, which is good. Yay! Well done, Captain Jane May. Just about. The right way. Except for not asking to go home. Yeah. I mean, we could plonk that as a wrong way and then, well, like a quadruple wrong way for how dumb that is. But anyway, we won't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So thank you for tuning in to us. We really appreciate all of you who listen to us talk about Voyager. We would also love it if you subscribed and gave us all of the stars and leave us a review because we do like them. You never know what people review about. So it is quite interesting. Suzanne, where can we find you online? Well, you can find find me in an English class. (laughs) You can find me occasionally on Twitter at KJaneway8. And eventually my Etsy shop will be open again. And that is Stain Sass Creations or on Twitter at Stain Sass. And Liam, where can we find you online? Um, Grinder. <laughs> Space Grinder. <laughs> Space Grinder. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at LS74656. Just remember to follow us on Twitter at the Jane underscore way and on the Facebook listeners group, The Nexus. Until next time. Remember to keep doing things not the right way, not the wrong way, but the chain way.